Hey mom friend, are you a by the clock person or a go with the flow kind of mom? Or maybe you're just not sure and you're searching for something entirely different. Well, the beauty of homeschooling is that you have the freedom to choose whatever aligns with you and your family. But if the thought of creating a schedule for your family has been stressing you out, then this is the episode for you because we're getting real about schedules, routines, and the often overlooked concept of a homeschooling rhythm. So if you're kind of feeling like schedules, rhythms, routines, oh my, then grab your cup of coffee or tea and stay tuned because we're about to figure it all out together. Let's do it. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by homeschooling? I don't know about you, but sometimes as a homeschooling mom, it feels like I have so much on my plate that I can hardly catch my breath. Well, if you've ever felt that way, then you're in the right place because this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. I'm Inga Masick, certified life coach and a mental wellness advocate. With over three decades in education and over 10 years homeschooling, I'm right there in the trenches with you. In this podcast, we're going to dive into some actionable strategies that are not only going to help you manage your stress, but also help you to have more joy, freedom, and balance in your homeschooling journey. So if you're ready to go from simply striving to truly thriving, then let's breathe through homeschooling together. Are you ready? It's time to catch your breath. Welcome back to another episode of Catch Your Bet. So if you are returning, I'm just grateful that you're here again, sharing this homeschool journey with me, and I'm glad that I get to share it with you. And if you're new here, I want to give you a big, warm welcome. I'm excited that you have decided to join, and I hope you'll keep on tuning back in as I really try to encourage, equip, and empower you on this homeschooling journey. But before we dive into this episode, we have to do our check-in. So how are you doing? How are you feeling about homeschooling this year so far? I have to say that one of my favorite seasons, actually my favorite season, truly is autumn, the fall. I love the changing colors of the leaves. I love to get cozy with a sweater, with a cup of tea to sit on the porch. It's so perfect. But I also know that this season can be a mix of those cozy moments and then maybe some overwhelm as we start to truly settle into our homeschool routines or even our rhythms. The leaves are changing and maybe you're feeling like you need a change too. And maybe you're even feeling more guilty about the fact that you need a change because you think the homeschool year hasn't really gotten deep into it and I'm already feeling overwhelmed or I'm already feeling stressed out. If you're nodding your head, then you're in the right place because you are not alone. So I hope that you have whatever you're sipping right now. I told you about last episode that I was with my warm apple cider and I know some of you are probably with your pumpkin spice latte, which I actually just got some pumpkin spice latte uh, liquid or whatever you pour in this stuff for my hubby and took a little sip for myself. It's like, let me see what this is all about. Not bad, not bad. (laughs) But whatever you're drinking, go ahead and grab it and let's dive in to truly making this season of homeschooling the best that it's ever been. Let's start by clarifying what I mean when I'm saying routine versus schedule versus rhythm. So we're kind of all on the same page. When I think of routine, I think of it as a sequence of the actions that you follow regularly. It's more about what you do rather than when you do it. For example, your morning routine might include waking up, brushing your teeth, and then you have breakfast in that order, but not necessarily at 
fixed time. I think of routine as like your favorite playlist. I have a playlist that I love to listen to different times during the day and the songs always play in the same order and it creates a familiar and a comforting experience but you can hit play whenever you want so it doesn't have to happen at the beginning of the day it can happen at any point of the day but they go in order when I think of schedule I think of schedule as a time specific and often planned down to the minute or hour and it may not have to be as nuanced as 915 922 982 but it is a routine that has some time slots that are attached for example, you may say that you have math from 9 to 10 and science from 10 to 11, etc. And in terms of the playlist, it's like setting alarms for each song in your playlist. And each tune has its own designated time to play and the alarm ensures that you stick to it. Rhythm, on the other hand, is a flow or a pattern that provides some sort of structure, but it's really flexible and it's less about what and when and more about your feeling or the flow of the day for example your mornings might be more focused around your academic work and then your afternoons are for your creative creative activities but there's room for variation and then back to that playlist example it's like listening to a genre or a mood-based playlist and then the songs can vary and you can skip or repeat the tracks based on how you're feeling but the overall vibe remains consistent. So we talked about the definition of each of them, but the important thing to recognize is that there are pros and cons to each of these. And it's really going to depend on who you are as a person, what feels most comfortable to you, and what works best with your family. A lot of times what happens is we hear someone else talk about what works really well for their family and then we think that's going to work for ours and then it doesn't. So as you're in the homeschooling circle, you may hear a lot about people's schedules. And if you've ever tried a schedule and felt that it wasn't working for you, it may not have been the schedule. It may have been that you're just not a schedule person. But let's talk about the pros and cons around that because there are pros and cons to all of them. The pros of a schedule is the pre predictability, that it can give you a really clear roadmap for your day. And it makes it easier to plan your activities and lessons because you know based on the clock when you should be doing something. It also can help with your time management because having those specific time slots for the different subjects, for the different activities can help you to see on paper that you're getting everything done. It also can help for accountability because once you have set that schedule, you can keep you on track and keep your children on track and you can look at this clock to see where you should be right now, what you should be doing, and your children can do that as well. The cons of a schedule is that it can feel very rigid and it can feel like it's very inflexible and it can leave little room for any spontaneity or unexpected events because you're always concerned that you're going to mess that up. And speaking of that, you can feel stressed about your schedule because if you don't feel like you're sticking to that schedule, you can start to get really overwhelmed and feel like you're behind, especially when other things happen and things are not going as planned. And then it also may feel like there's limited exploration because it doesn't feel like it's allowing your children the freedom to explore some topics that they're curious about, to go in greater depth or to pivot as needed. 
the pros of rhythm is that number one, you have flexibility. It offers a flow to the day without being too restrictive, allowing for any adjustments as you kind of go through and things happen. There's a natural pace to a rhythm that allows your children to engage with their subjects or their activities in really more of an organic and less hurried way. And then it has a holistic approach where it gives you really an encouragement of a balanced day that can include different activities, not just act academic ones, but all of the different things that they love. The cons of it is that there is a can feel like there's a lack of structure. And too much flexibility can sometimes lead to procrastination or neglect of important tasks on both you and your child's side. There can be inconsistency because you don't have set times, so some activities may flow into times that you might have wanted to do something else and so some subjects might get skipped and they might not get the time that they deserve. And then there is a potential for chaos because without some form of planning, if you don't feel like you've planned really well, the day can feel chaotic and that can cause you stress and overwhelm. Finally, the pros of a routine is that routines can provide you with a constant structure that helps your child to know what to expect and it can be comforting to both you and your child because that's that consistency of this is what we do every single time. Another pro of routine is efficiency because over time, the routine can then lead to habits which make then the execution of the daily tasks that you have more efficient because you know what's going to happen. They know what's going to happen after each thing. It also can ease your planning time because once you have that routine established, you can plan other activities or outings around it because you know this is what is going to happen regularly. The cons of a routine is that it may feel like there are things that you're doing the same order every single day and that can feel kind of monotonous for your children and for you as a parent. Another con is that once a routine is established, any disruption can be unsettling to you or your children if you're that person that really, really need this. And then another con, the last con is that there may be an overemphasis on the order. So you focus on maintaining a routine that can overshadow the need for the creativity or any spontaneous activities because you get into that place where you're like, this is what we must do after each time every single day. So now that you know all of the different pros and cons to all of them, how do you decide which is best for you? Well, in some ways, you just know. As you listen to the pros, the cons, the definitions, there you have a tendency more than likely towards one or the other. So that's key to tune into that and what feels like it resonates most with you. But there are some other ways that you can get to that. I believe, obviously, in reflection. And so you can do a self-assessment and ask yourself some questions. I would ask myself, so what's my natural tendency? Am I a natural planner or do I prefer to go with the flow? And you'll know that. You'll look at what you've been doing so far in your homeschool, but also in your life. What feels the best for you? For some people, it feels really restrictive to have that, to have that schedule and they know it. For some people, they don't necessarily love a schedule, but they know they need a schedule in order for them to do whatever they're doing effectively. Another question you want to ask yourself is, what are my family's needs? Do I have some younger kids who need more structure or do I have older kids who are more independent or is there a mix of the two? And remember, we're starting with you as the parent, but then obviously we need to look at the children that you have, how old they are, what are their needs, and what do you have planned for them? 
that needs to fit into either a schedule, routine, or a rhythm. The other thing that you, we keep on going back is to those goals because we've got to make sure that what we're doing aligns with what we want to accomplish. So are you focused on the academic rigor or are you looking for more of an, a holistic ex, um, education experience? Know what those goals are and think about which one of these three is going to help me to meet those goals and to get to where I'm going. A question to ask yourself is how do you react to change? Does a change in your plan stress you out? Does it stress your child out? Or do you find it refreshing? You like to do kind of that, that move. It gives you um, energy and it really energizes what you're doing when you think about something different each day. That's going to help you or you know that you get stressed by that. So you need to know this is what I'm doing each day at each set time. And then finally, you want to think about your lifestyle. What's your lifestyle? Do you have other commitments that require a strict timetable? Do you have a job that you have to get it done within a certain amount of time? Do you have co-ops that your children need to go to? Whatever it is, you travel, whatever it is, your lifestyle is going to determine what is best for you. So you're thinking about your natural tendency, your family's needs, your goals, your reaction to change, and then your lifestyle. You've heard the definitions, you've talked, we've talked about the pros and the cons of each. We even talked about our self-assessment. But then how do you determine the best approach? I believe that there are seven things that you do. I love that number seven. Seven things that you do. Number one, pray. Pray about it. I believe that we can take everything to prayer to God and we've got to get in the habit of doing that so that all of our decisions are based on that. That's the foundation of what we're doing. Talk to him about the best decision for you about giving you discernment, about helping you to be aware of it, to help you to determine what is best for your family. You can start with prayer. And I know for me, I'll just speak for me, sometimes some of the things that I am thinking about in terms of homeschooling, my life, parenting, whatever, sometimes it just feels, I'll just be honest, silly praying about that because I'm like, God doesn't care about that. And I don't think it's necessarily about if he cares or not. It's about grounding it in giving me some peace. And so just having that conversation with him feels like, okay, I can ask him. I can talk to him about what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling about it in a way that I feel like you can't always talk to other people. And so I believe we start with prayer. I always say I start there for him to help me to get my thinking right because sometimes I start from a place of overwhelm it's just out and when you start with that or even from a place of fear you're doing things out of fear it doesn't usually go well so we start with prayer and the next thing is truly just a simple trial and error because sometimes the best way to figure out what works is to try each approach for a week or two and then observe how it impacts your family's dynamics and your stress level and as you're doing that trial and error, let's say you try one and you're like, this is perfect. I love this. It feels so good. Then you don't really need to try the other ones because you have found what works for you. The next thing you want to do is to consult your family. Remember that this decision affects everyone. So get the input from your kids and your spouse and then see how they feel about it. And their insights might surprise you and help you to work through. The next thing you want to do is to take a hard look at what has and hasn't been working. And then be honest with yourself. If the approach that you started is making you feel stressed or your kids are not engaged, then it might be time for a change. And you know that. You know when 
every day you're feeling like either you're chasing the clock and you're or you're behind the clock or you're feeling like every day is different and it's stressing me out or every day is the same and it's stressing me out or it's boring me or my kids and you'll want to look at that and say okay what does that mean for us that might mean we need a different approach the next thing you want to do is seek some balance now a lot of times families will have a blend of all of the three approaches and that is okay so you might have a general routine that is really guided by a flexible flexible rhythm with some scheduled activities or outings that are sprinkled in and that is okay and we're going to talk about that a little bit at the end because i'm going to tell you what we do you want to be able to reevaluate. so as your family is growing and your seasons are changing be prepared to reevaluate by doing that reflection and then adjust to your approach as you need. So if as you've listened to this, one of the other ones that you haven't done has resonated with you and you feel like, but that's not what I expected to because we've been doing this for a long time. It's okay because you can recognize that what has worked for one year may not be effective for the next year. And then finally, and I believe this is so important and it's where I talk about trusting God trusting the process trusting yourself listen to your gut you truly know your family better than anybody else and if something is feeling off it's probably is off so trust your instincts and trust that if you make a change that they will be okay going back to that trial and error if you're afraid to make a change recognize that you can make a change and that it can be really positive and that if you make a change if you try something and it's not working you can try something different for my family, we have tried all of it, and what I have landed with is a mixture of all three. So for this year, we do have a schedule in that we start at 9, we end at 3. And within that, we have a routine that we do, and then we also have a rhythm to what we do. So our routine is that we start with our Bible time and our devotion time, we go through our indescribable book, which I really wish there was an indescribable part two because I love that book. And then we do our, usually our prayers, our scripture, and our pledges. And then we move into our rotation. We almost always start with math and that's the routine that they know that they're going to do. However, we leave space for the flow because if we're talking about something or we read about something in our indescribable that is linked to the science skill that we were going to talk about or that I think is going to be really valuable for them, then we might do our science experiment then. Or I might take that and make sure that it's linked all together to whatever it is that they're doing in their language arts and hopefully their science and social studies or some other thing. So we have that routine based on the schedule that we're going to start at nine, but as the rhythm goes, we may start at 9.30, we still do the same routine so that they know we're moving from here to here, but then we also allow that flow because we can now adjust it and plug something else into what we're doing right after the routine. There really are several different ways that you can approach your day whether you follow a schedule, where you do a rhythm, whether you do a routine, whether you do a mix of all three, as I, as I have said that we do. I just want you to remember that there is no one size fits all when it comes to homeschooling. What works for my family may not work for yours. 
and that's perfectly okay. The beauty of homeschooling is that it's a tailor-made education and it's designed by you for your family. So whether you're a scheduler, a rhythm follower, or a routine lover, just embrace it, own it, and give yourself the grace to change it up if you need to because you're not locked into one method or another. You truly do have the freedom to adapt and to find what brings peace and productivity to your homeschool. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms who get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her Mom, Mommy! <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.